and welcome to Dunking Biscuits Podcast, providing etiquette for modern times. My name is Emma, and with me, we have Grace. Hello. Hello. It's me. <laughs> um, how are you? Knackered. <laughs> yeah. <let's> In just... <laughs> unsurprising news. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, bit good. How are you? I'm also knackered, but from different reasons. Um <laughs> I just played a game of netball and then I raced home to, <laughs> to this recording. Um, for those who are not Grace or I, um, it is nine o'clock on a Monday night and yeah. it's not peak recording time. <laughs> it's not the best recording time, but as two people who who lead, you know, full lives, this is when oh, we just do so things. busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm definitely a morning person, so this time, yeah, I feel this. Yeah. Anyway. So you've had your warning. <laughs> um, good news. Yeah. All right. Good, good news. <laughs> I do. We are heading to Merriweather High um, in Newcastle, mm-hmm. where students have broken the record for the world's greatest shave. Wow. So the, yeah. So last year, um, the class of 22, like class of 2022 set a record um of $119,000 in the world's greatest shave. And this year, um, well, last year's year 11 students mm-hmm. wanted to now beat that. Um, so the school has taken part in the world's greatest shave um, for over a decade. So it's like a tradition at the school. Love that. Where this year's leaders were um, initially aiming for $80,000. But when that was achieved, Sam Bottom, who's one of the precincts, became confident that they might be able to crack the record. Um, so they said it was a whole school initiative and everyone's going around it. Um, and he, he said this as his mate was um, buzzing down the centre of his orange bleached mullet. Excellent. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so the world's greatest shave, oh, it only turns 25 this year. I thought it was a much older tradition than that. Hmm. Um, but there you go. Um, so the organisations, Adrian Leggett said that this high school is one of this country's biggest led, student-led fundraising groups, raising more than $350,000 over the last 10 years. Um, and it was the number one school in Australia last year as well. Yeah. This year they started slow, but they built confidence um, and it was looking like they were likely going to get the record. So seeing all of their classmates shaving their hair um, and rallying together was heartwarming for year 12 student Isabel Doherty. So she was diagnosed with a type of leukemia um, when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And so she is just very grateful and she says she's very lucky to be here today. So she was under, she was diagnosed in kindergarten and was going through intense chemo and treatment all through that time and primary school. Wow. So that's a lot for a very young age. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the school had 93 staff and students register. Um, which is massive. Huge. And a lot of them have quoted um, that cutting off the mullet has been freeing and they're excited to have short hair again um, as the mullet became too unruly to handle. But I can't see where in the story... Oh, so this year... No, I can't see where in the story it says how much they raised because it still must be um, going. But, yeah, so they've cracked the over $100,000. Um, and yeah, their goal is $119,000, which is huge for a school fundraiser. That's massive. Actually, ma- and it's and it's not going to the school. Like, schools generally do fundraisers that raise money for the school. 
um, yeah. to do supplies or new buildings and stuff. So I think that's that's so impressive. So impressive. And something that's like the school is obviously working towards each year as well. Mm. Like it's not just a one-off kind of thing. Because, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of money across the last 10 years. I mean, if you're someone whose hair grows at a reasonable speed, you could just do get your hair cut every year. On yeah, day. just once a year. <laughs> just once a year. My annual haircut. <laughs> Shave it off, start again. Um, that's very impressive. Was it Meriwether? Yeah. Meriwether. Yeah, Newcastle. Um, um, amazing. I, it's something I could definitely, like, I, I just don't think I'd look good with a shaved head. Uh, look, uh, my sister shaved her I... head in year 10 or year 11. Yeah. And I got to cut off her ponytail because that was just nice. amazing. Um, and she raised money and, um... I think it's one of those things where at first it's a bit shocking and because she yeah. had hair a long time, her head was quite white because when they had shaved it so close, it looked she looked a bit unwell, but obviously yeah. it was just a head shave. Um, and then, I don't know, it grows back. You just kind of you just, you just get used to them looking that way, I guess. That is true. So like you kind of rock it because that's what you're used to <laughs> seeing. Used to seeing but, every day. I don't know. But, but yeah, I thought... A great initiative by a school yeah, to awesome. get involved. Yeah, great. And great cause, obviously. Oh, super great cause. Yeah, impressive. What about you, though, Em? What's your win of the week? Um, my wink... Oh, my God, wink. My wink. <laughs> win of the week. <laughs> um, it came by surprise. It was not Ooh. an intentional one that I set out to do, but... I fortunately achieved it. Um, on Saturday for Park Run, I did my first sub 35k. Woo! So, really happy, really impressed with myself. And the way it was accidental is that when I do this um, park run, that's pushing a, a three year old, you know, pram as well. Um, impressive. And basically, I go as fast as I can for the first 2.4 because that's where the turnaround point is. And then yeah. it loops back on itself a bit, so that's why it's a bit longer on the way back. And um, and so she always gets out at the turning point because she wants to run. Love that. Yeah. I'm happy for it, encouraging the movement of the body, body, whatever. Like, oh, good. The issue was this week it was a bit chillier than normal. Uh, and, it was very cold on Saturday. And anyway, I turned around and I'm like dripping with sweat. I'm, I fully – I think I did my fastest time to there like as well like I was just like oh man I crushed it I got like at least 500 meters 400 meters to like walk it off and then I could run the last bit yeah um Mackenzie didn't get out of the pram (laughs) (laughs) yes and then I finally got her out and she did like I want to say maybe five meters and then she got back (laughs) into the pram and then stayed in there and so I was like uh I can't just walk because <laughs> yeah i'm just because then you'll get cold yeah so i was just like well okay so then I started running so i'd like to think that also i ran 5k without stopping yes i stopped to get her out and back in but it was literally five meters so it was like yeah not that i stopped and walked consistently for a long time and yeah so i think i did like a 29 37 36 or something yeah nice and so i'm very impressed with myself no one can take this away from me because I'm just, like, stoked on it. And 
was not something that I planned to do. And I think if I planned to run by myself and get that time, I wouldn't do it. That's why I think yeah. it's so, I think it's such a weird mindset pushing a pram because you kind of feel empowered that other people aren't pushing prams and you're like, I'm faster than people aren't pushing it. <laughs> and so when I'm running by myself, I don't put that pressure on myself and I don't run as well, which is ridiculous because surely you'd be able to run a lot faster without pushing a pram. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my win. Um, is yours as self-serving as mine? <laughs> I actually... I don't know. I don't know what my win is this week. I had Being like a super so, lovely weekend. So busy that you can't do anything else. <laughs> I've been so busy. Um, yeah, I had one of my close friends. Her thirtieth was well, her thirtieth actually next weekend, but we celebrated this weekend because next weekend is Easter here. Um, we just did like a winery tour. It was very similar to your thirtieth. Did a winery tour, um, drank lots, danced lots, and it was really fun. It was just like a nice celebration of my friend Britt, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd say that's probably my win, just having a weekend away with the gals. Love that. So I was incredibly hungover yesterday, um, like bad, like it'd been a while since it's been that bad, so yesterday was probably not a win, um, but for those, for those self-inflicted. For aren't, aren't me, I'm sitting on the couch after doing like gardening, like that's, that was my day <laughs> Sunday, and I look on my social media and I'm just seeing Grace like, drink after drink after drink and yeah i see her at the football i'm like i just wrote to her going like how are you doing this I was like, I yeah. I was, um <laughs> about five minutes before we left to go to the footy i was on the fetal position on the couch <laughs> almost in tears um but the footy perked me up because i like we it's like a 15 minute walk to the train station mm-hmm. and then we had to walk to the footy so it was just kind of good to get like the fresh air and sunday was quite a nice day like it was quite mm-hmm. sunny and stuff so i think Lovely. that probably helped a little bit um, but then we went to watch Sydney and they got absolutely thrashed by Melbourne. So yeah, it was, at, yeah, it just didn't even start well. Just the whole time was like, oh no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big weekend, yeah. still paying for it today a little bit, yeah. but it was a great time. Yeah, bad. So that's the main thing. <laughs> it looked it. Just <laughs> lots of wine, lots and lots and lots of wine. All the wine. This week we are talking about approaching strangers. I think I'm going to title it Stranger Danger, which is sort of misleading, but um, just like <laughs> that, that saying, Stranger Danger. Um, so basically you are walking up towards someone and you don't know them. Um, you're on a path. You're going to cross each other. Do you say hello, Grace? No. <laughs> I... No, I wouldn't. Um, sometimes when I'm running, though, I'll, like, run past someone and they'll say good morning. Mm-hmm. And so I'll always be like, morning, back. But, um, yeah, no, I'm not a big... Do you think it's because you live in an inner city area? Yeah, I definitely think, like, if I was back home where I grew up, mm-hmm. it's pretty weird to not say hello to someone as you walk down the street because, like, I grew up in a town of, like, a thousand people, so most people... Like, you kind of know everyone. And I worked at the local fish and chip shop, so I definitely kind of knew everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely would be more inclined to say hello back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here I... Nah. No. Nah. I have... So I have, like, two... Uh, three trains of thoughts? Two? Anyway, so the way I thought about train. it was, like, <laughs> um, pre-pandemic, pandemic times, and sort of this 
post-pandemic times, which I understand it's still around, but I'm just sort of saying like we've kind of gone to a normal living situation here yeah. in Australia. So pre-pandemic, I would say when I was living in, say, South Yarra area of Melbourne, I didn't unless yeah. someone said hello to me first just because – it was a bit more inner city. People, there was lots of people around. So if I started saying hello to every yeah. single person that walked past me, that's all I'd be doing. Hello, um, hello, hello, yeah, hello. Exactly, and um, that's not sort of the way it was there. I will yeah. say, at night, generally, if I was walking past someone and I was by myself and it was night time, I would make a conscious effort to look polite. Like, I'm going to say hello. Like, I wouldn't avoid eye contact. Yeah. I'd actually make more eye contact. And um, if they said hello to me, I would say hello back. Because I feel like if it looks like you're uncomfortable, I feel like people may take advantage of that. So that's how that's how I thought about it. Yeah, mind. I kind of get that. So, um, yeah, so I make sure that I felt confident or I felt, you know, like I was not going to be someone... Like, like you just look you like you looked approachable yes. would you say yes. yeah but in i definitely way, get that i was like not a pushover in that sense yeah like yeah. you can approach me please don't feel the need to, you don't need to. but and, you can um yeah so i would say that pre-pandemic obviously i lived generally in the city area growing up in my small town, yes, you said hello to everybody because you knew everybody. So, like, it's, it was mm. considered more rude if you didn't say hello. I'd say the closer you live into a city, the more likely you are to not say hello to people. Yeah. But when the pandemic hit and we, Melbournians, were only allowed out so many hours of the day um, and for a long period of time and it was very dark times as many people will tell you <laughs> um there was not a person i went past that didn't say hello yeah i definitely think depends where like i used to live near a dog park during covid times mm-hmm. and that would always be quite a popular place to be mm-hmm. and so i definitely don't think it was as common there but like the cafe i used to go to on my recess coffee walks there would always be like people like chatting at the front and normally I would never, I'd be like, I'm here to get my coffee. I've got my headphones on. But like, it was kind of like, if I don't talk to these people, I'm not going to talk to a physical person today. (laughs) I need this contact. That's the difference. And I think that it's like, I spoke to a lot of people because um, one, I had a young baby and all I did was walk and Mm. Um, so when it was my two hours, I literally went out and I walked for two and a half hours outside. And um, if I saw someone, I said hello to them. And yeah, I was like, That's even my just baby like that morning, because no one else has seen it. Like, yeah. <laughs> just... I've got all these friends who can't see my baby. Do you want to look at her? <laughs> so, She's kind of cute. From a distance, though. Um, but yeah, yeah still, please put your mask on. Yeah, but um, I just think it's very interesting now that that's that sort of time has passed us. My area, which is not, I would say we're out of Melbourne. Like I wouldn't say the outskirts, but we are definitely out yeah. of Melbourne. Yeah. And um, there, it's a bit more like suburban feel, but you like you feel like your own little town in your little bubble, especially where we yeah. are because it's sort of a bit separated from other 
like it's not like one street over is like a different suburb it's sort of like a highway or freeway so yeah it definitely does feel a bit more like small town vibes yeah and so i feel like i still say hello to a lot of people but less people say hello back and i think it's because they've kind of like got their people they say hello to or their people they see it so they don't need yeah. that contact anymore which i think is a bit sad but i will say if i'm with my girls people always say hello back which i find very interesting um i find it interesting that so many people would like approach like do you get lots of people coming up to like Ginny and being like oh don't you look gorgeous not, today not in your really. outfit no. uh, probably uh, dressed her in better shop, clothes then. if i'm in like an enclosed space <laughs> yes because they, yeah like not when i'm walking past because generally yeah in my mind i'm definitely like while you're sitting at a cafe, people, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. come up. Definitely. But I think it's more, like, if I'm walking past people, it's very much, I'll say hello, they'll say hello, and, like, if I have my kids, like, even today, I went to this sort of bottleneck section, and a guy was coming towards me, and he was, I want to say, maybe 60, and, yeah. like, we could walk at the same pace, and I'm like, "Is he going to let me go through? Because I have a pram with two girls in it, or is he? <laughs> is he? Are we just going to go through?" And anyway, I just walked a little bit faster because I, I was like, "If I just go a bit faster, we have to deal with this." And yeah. then, as we walked past each other, I was like, "Oh, how's it going?" That's what I said. And he's like, "Good," but like because we'd gone past each other, it's not like he can ask me the question back. And so, yeah, it's a bit of a power move if you want to sort of get up on people if. You say hello to them <laughs> as they go past you, so they feel like they have to sort of say it back. So my question to you yeah. is, is it rude if someone says hello or greets you and you don't do it back? Or is it just, that's not being rude, that's more about, you know, they're not, they didn't want to say hello to you? I, I think it's contextual. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're walking past someone, yeah. I think it's fine to be like, morning, good, thanks. And if you don't know that person then I don't think you have to stop and ask it back. Yeah. Like, I even do it, like, these obviously aren't, like, strangers at work, but, like, if, like, I'm passing someone in the stairs, like, I'm going up the stairs, they're going down the stairs, mm. if they say, morning, how are you, I'll usually say, good, thanks, and then just keep going. It's not enough time. <laughs> no, I'm not stopping to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, I think if you're, like, stopped and, like, I don't know, waiting in line somewhere and there's no escape yeah then yes i think like if you're like waiting outside a cafe and you're like oh good morning how's your day going yeah. and they're like good i think it's that's you have to be acknowledged because you're physically still in the space is the mm. difference whereas if you walk whereas, past someone, you're kind of like out of yeah because like yeah as i was thinking like when i like if i run past someone in the morning and they're like morning how are you i'll be like good yeah and like I'm so speedy, obviously, so that it's like I can barely get a response out. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> 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 so fast. Um, so my question also is, do you think that certain age groups are more likely to say hello or hello back? Yeah, I think slightly older people are probably more inclined to initiate the hello. No offence. Um, I find older men, like I'm talking like retirees, yeah, who live in my area, um, generally walking their dog, want to chat. Like if mm. I'm out in my front yard, like I, like I was on the weekend gardening, 
a guy came, walked past last night and I was literally, this is all I'm doing. Like, this is so like mundane, suburban. I was tying up the lavender plants so the cows could pick them up because you get it done for free once a year. And oh, so nice. I was like, sweet, as long as they tie up. And so I'm tying this up and this guy who's, I want to say, possibly 80, like he was quite old. Um, yeah. He's going for his walk with his dog at night, whatever, each their own. And he's, and I'm like, oh, hi, how's it going? He's like, oh, yeah, doing some gardening. And I'm like, yeah, obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm um, baking a cake. Yeah. Um, and and he sort of paused, and I'm like, oh, no, he thinks. We're... And then he started to have a conversation with me, and I'm like, <sighs> trying to, like, do what I'm doing because it's dark out, and I need to get this done before tomorrow just in case they come the next day um, to get the lavender bushes. And he's, like, talking to me, like, oh, yeah, so the weather was really good today. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it was like lovely. And the thing is, I don't know whether he has anybody else to speak to, and I'm the only person he spoke to. Yeah. Him. And so it's one of those weird things where I want to be polite because obviously he wants to talk, but I also am like, like, at what point do I end this conversation, or what point is it rude to stop this conversation? And I think that's really hard because anybody, regardless of age, um. You don't know what they've had that day. You don't know what kind of music yeah. they're told. You don't know if they're having the best day of their life or the worst day of their life. And maybe they just need to talk to someone. And that's happened to be you. And so I think it's a hard line to be, like, still kind towards them, but also, like, a bit, you know, selfish and be like, you know, I need, I have my own, <laughs> my own thing. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> sorry, Matt. I, I would say... If they're probably a bit older, like if they're probably like hitting above that like 55, 60, I might give them a bit longer mm-hmm. depending on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I was you last night, I maybe would have given like him like a couple of minutes mm-hmm. um, and then would have been like, all right, that job's done now. Have a good <laughs> evening. Because, yeah, because I definitely think like as well, you got to think like, oh, maybe like, yeah, he hasn't spoken to anyone today. Mm. Or something along those lines. So it is a bit tricky. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes, even like, you know, through COVID times, there was times where I walked past people and I wanted to speak to them because I was like, like obviously yes. Anyone but time, Jeff. <laughs> um, but he was like he was doing schoolwork all day, and so even though we're in the same yeah. house, I barely spoke to him. Yeah. Um, some days, like I'm not saying at all, but I'm just saying some days that's what it felt like, and so, like. I'd sort of, I'd like slow down and like see if they would slow yeah. down. Yeah. Do you want to chat to me? And you know, just like like just to get that contact. And I, I think it's fairly easy if you're looking for the signs if someone wants to talk to you. Yeah. The pace changes. They'll look at like they'll look at you like really. Yeah, deeply. like that open body language. Yeah. So I think yeah, for if sure. If you're seeing those signs, prep yourself for like. A little bit of a convo. Yeah. Um, You're chatting about the weather. Yeah. The footy. Yeah. Something. Things that aren't really personal is probably my two cents mm. in that section. Yeah. Don't, don't sort of get, you know, too many personal details out either. And then, um, yeah, like you said before, not excuse yourself, but sort of. Um, point out you're doing something or like you're, yeah. you're, you're in the middle Wrap of a job or. I've only got so much time to get this thing done, blah, blah, blah. Like something yeah, oh, I've got to catch the post office. Yeah. So you can sort of excuse yourself without being like, sorry, this conversation is super boring. I need to get out of it. <laughs> Could you um, imagine? Um, yeah. 
I think what you said about like don't get too personal um during my uni days for about three years I worked at Baker's Delight and would get an array of customers in worked in Richmond near the MCG so quite a busy shop um and one day I'll never forget this story I was working and a lady came in I did the classic oh hi how are you and she's like oh not too bad just got home from burying my sister and I was like oh my god um was that sliced sandwich or toast? Your bread. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, I'm. Job, but also, like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, what a what a thing to load on your local baker's delight gal. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. Also, odd time to be buying bread. Yeah. Oh, but so definitely well, agree with the. Please don't get too personal. She like. She was either still in, you know, her morning where she's, like, not realising what she's saying to the people around her as well. Like, you know, yeah. people in that particular stage are very frank. Very Cause, indeed. Because all their emotions are so tied up that it's, like, just matter of fact. And sometimes you get told things you probably maybe don't want to hear or <laughs> don't yeah. need to hear or details. So, yeah, I think, I think it's easy to tell when a stranger wants to talk to you, in my opinion. Yeah. You can tell. I think it's also easier to tell when a person doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> Basically, those two people are just the exact opposite of each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. And I think do what you would want to do. Like, like you can say hello. You don't have to say hello. I think the other aspect is you need to be safe. And um, I was saying, Grace, um, I watched a lot. Not a lot. I watched a few episodes in the last couple of days of... Um, this thing on, I think it's on Netflix. It's um, I Caught My Killer, and it's about how um, the people who have died, like based on what they what they had on them or what they had been doing, they actually showed who the killer was, incidentally. Oh. And it's very interesting. And um, actually, maybe it's on Disney. Anyway, the long story short is <laughs> most people. Um, had their phone on them and they had just sewn things and one poor um girl had been she sent a message saying i th- I, I think i nearly just got kidnapped laughing out loud sort of thing and she sent it to a boyfriend and that's the last text she sent because the person came back but because they knew when she sent that text um and um she had a phone on her and stuff and she whatever but the guy that did that was a stranger and so that's why I came up with this episode to talk about because <laughs> she was just being polite and said hello to him, but he yeah. was a bad person. So I think be mindful of your surroundings, be mindful of the people you talk to, um, and remember most people are good. I think that's a hard thing. People are like, oh, you know, there's terrible people out there. Yes, there are terrible people out there. But it's also a lot of beautiful people, a lot of really nice people who just want to say hello to you. Yeah. So um, just be safe, but also if you want to say hello to someone, you can say It's okay. Them. Yeah, it's okay. Most people won't kidnap you. Yeah. And they, <laughs> most. And, and most people will just say hello back. And yeah. that would be the extent of the entire conversation, and that's probably what you need, <laughs> just acknowledgement <laughs> and um, being polite at the same time. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's great. all I have for this yeah. topic. I don't think it needs to be too in-depth, but I think also – you need to 
be understanding that probably the closer you are to the city center, the less likely people are to say hello to you. Um, the less people surrounding you, the more likely they will probably want you to say hello to them. So if you're in a small town and someone says hello to you, you should be saying hello back. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. All right. We've <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and go say hello to a stranger today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe if that's your, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> But anyway, have a lovely week, everyone, and we will chat to you next time. Bye. Bye.